Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with my buddies Dan and Colin. What's up, guys? We're, we were just having a real spirited conversation about the news events this week, uh, which probably won't carry over into the podcast this evening because we like to keep it, you know, PG and, and 100% Giants related at all times. Copacetic. So, yeah. Um, um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, I got a new laptop. Uh, check out my my spiffy new webcam. I don't look like a, such a chode anymore. Like I look yeah. like a real guy. I wanted to be like Dan. I'm not quite as close as Dan with his new webcam, but we can work on it. I can work on the settings for next week. We'll see how it goes. We have different levels of how close we are perceived to the camera. I like that. But yeah. <laughs> we were joking before we started that I could be back here. Yeah, we got we got tight mid and, and wide shots. <laughs> yes, doing it. Edit this um, nicely. Um, I I want to start off. Um, uh, I've got some some nice music news to share with my friends here. Um, just me. found out uh, that Nexcars has been asked to be direct support for H two O next week. Ooh. I was ready to make fun of you. That's that's amazing, man. Yeah, yeah buddy. Support. I'm so happy for you. That's amazing. Yeah. Where where? Um Crossroads uh in Garfield, New Jersey. Or Gar Garwood, rather. I mean, I have nothing to do. Uh it, it may or may not be sold out. It's worth checking. I've looked up that I think I've looked up the venue before. They play they have a lot of Legit actual it, it's like a like a home home place for like gas yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like yeah, a, yeah. like all the new jersey bands play there like that's yeah, yeah. that's the spot um so not only that but anyone who's ever been in in you know mediocre to low level punk rock bands for any reason is you hardly get paid for anything and there's a bit of a guarantee so that's that's great too on top Bullshit. of it not that it matters but oh but on top of it it, it there's of course there's a catch there's always a catch, it's a half but hour. It's, it's not that far, not that far from you. Cool. Um, the catch is, and it's kind of cool. It's a pain in the ass, but it's kind of cool. The way H2O works now is they fly in everywhere and they don't bring anything with them. So we're backlining their entire set with our equipment. So that's kind of cool because they, I, inev- I inevitably have to talk to the bass player and be yeah. like, here's what's good. And, you know, don't break it, I guess. How, do we know how many guys in H2O are still original members? Uh, every single one of them. That's, That's amazing, amazing, man. Yeah, and they're all like 50. That's yeah. Great. Um, legendary, dude. Did yeah, they just Toby, put out a new album or something? Uh, I don't know, but Toby Morse is like, he's big time. He's in Instagram famous now, yeah. He, oh, yeah. He's like, he's one of, uh, he's Michael Rappaport's best friend in LA, basically. Like, they hang out all the time. <laughs> Which is just a that bizarre combo. Insufferable, maybe. Yeah, well, a, bit. <laughs> a, a bit. Yeah, I mean, it would be a funny conversation to hear. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, we grew up on those guys. I, I was telling legendary, yeah, telling Steph earlier today that TJ, I remember sitting in your room for Valley Drive, listening to uh, was it uh, Faster Than the World? I think when you first got it, we were sitting mm-hmm. in your room just listening to it. And I was like, oh wow, look at that, cool. So. You know, I, I actually I, I saw a dude with an H2O t-shirt. He came to the bar. I talked to him like briefly. He was like waiting for table real quick. And I like really meant to listen to that album again. And now that you bring yeah. it up, I'm 100% going to listen to it this week. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, after I listen to the pod, I'm way to work for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where I was never like the biggest fan of those guys, but they were part of the, our like whole warp Tour growing up kind of thing. They were always around there in New York at least a formerly New York based band. And it's always good to get behind some local guys and 
Yeah, it's cool. It just came up out of out of nowhere. Some some contacts that we had back from the uh, the game day regulars days. Um, actually, one of the guys who's very good friends with um, with Gaslight Anthem, he used to put on shows for us in New Brunswick at a place that's now defunct uh, called the Court Tavern, which was where Gaslight Anthem basically started. Um, he got in touch with Will and was, and was just wondering if we had interest. So I was like, oh, okay. We had no plans on playing a show anytime soon because we're, we're recording a couple of songs soon, but we're going to practice tomorrow and just run through the set. You know, I'm not sure it has anything to do with Gaslight Anthem, actually, Colin. Pretty sure it What's, doesn't. What? Just everything you're talking about just doesn't have anything to do with Gaslight. Never mind. I'm trying oh, to gaslight you. Gaslight you. Oh, you're, oh, I figured that's where you were going with it, but I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never put that together until recently because that term is like a term that entered my life like maybe one or two years ago. Mm. And then I realized that a lot of uh, maybe girlfriends I had were doing it to me, but that's okay. Um, it doesn't big deal. Moving on from that. Yeah. But yeah, good. that's good. That's cool news. Um, that's awesome, man. It'll, it'll yeah. be fun. I'll let you know what I hear about... Um, I mean, I heard it was sold out. I don't know what that means, Dan. It would be great if you can come. What day of the um, week yeah. is it? It's a Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, it's the sixth. Uh, I'm contractually obligated to be at Beer and Provision slash Teddy's Bar and Girl, 96 Barry Street, Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Fortunately. Um, hey, guys, as usual, follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow us directly at BBU Podboys with the Z on Twitter, our gracious podcast network, the Pigskin Podcast Network at Pigskin Podnet. Download the DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. And our sponsor this week is is my probably my, my favorite sponsor. I don't know. There's a lot of good sponsors on the show, but Neft Vodka, ladies and gentlemen. Back for it again. I just took this out of my – just this out of my freezer. It's very cold. Um, and, and, you know, as is tradition when Nefvaka is the sponsor. <laughs> He's drinking it, folks. He's drinking lots of it right now. Yes, it tastes delicious. It's cold. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Delicious. Cool, baby. Yeah, it's nice. Um, That'd be a great tagline for Nefvaka. Nefvaka. That's it. That's it. <laughs> So, yes, uh, as uh, Neft, of course, means oil in Russian. It comes in this cute little oil can, with the little <laughs> pop-off thing here, like a grenade. This was our go-to uh, at our, at our, at our uh, live pod for the draft at Wilson. Really uh, made that experience a lot better for everybody. And, again, you know, we have Neft at Teddy's. I, I'm very familiar with the product. I definitely recommend it. Both drinking straight, on the rock, shots, mixed, martinis, whatever it is you guys want to do with vodka, Neft Vodka can do it for you. Do you have any uh, specific Neft cocktails that you like to, to put together at the bar? Um, I did a like riff on an espresso martini on our on our winter menu. It was oh, called yeah. "This Is Not an Espresso Martini." It was made with Neft vodka. Basically, it was it did have like coffee in it, but nothing else was espresso martini esque. But still, you know, the uh, trend people came in yeah. to try it, mm. and they all enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but they were expecting you know that. Thick Bailey's Kahlua sugar bomb, and yeah, we weren't no. going to give that to you. We're going to give you no. something well balanced and and tasty with it with a premium vodka in it. And, and, they, and that's real what we cocktails. Did. Do they? Exactly. Uh, does Neft? I, I I didn't look it up myself. Do they just do straight vodka, or do they do flavored as well? Um, as far as I know, it's just the straight vodka as of now. I, I like but, that. I mean, you know, the flavored stuff is usually something companies get into as time goes on. Yeah, you know, when true. you want to broaden your market share. But uh, you know. I, I, I recommend it as usual, guys. Go get a bottle of Neft at your liquor store. 
wherever you can at the bar. Teddy's has it. If you want to try it, come see me when I'm bartending. Don't, if you mention the podcast, you, your bill goes up 150%. vodka.com. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so NFL, we, I know we were doing a lot of Giants news. I mean, let's just talk NFL for a minute. Sure. Um, biggest thing, I guess, is that Kayvon will be ready for training camp as no, we basically figured he would be. Yeah. So that's no surprise. I mean, that, that plays into the whole, uh, Joe Shane, uh, like a, what I was mentioning of, of keeping anybody with any sort of little injury, put that red Jersey on them and get them better, which is not how this team's done in the past actually. And league wide seems to be the trend so i i'm with it i think these guys are professionals to the point where you might as well keep them healthy uh as opposed to worrying about them getting their reps i mean you hear mental reps all the time they they exist for people who actually care about the playbook and, and learning how to play in this league so i'm not too worried about it at all yeah i'm reminded of a great scene in a classic movie called heart of the sea um when the fledgling captain of of the ship decides to bring the young greenhorns into an oncoming squall because they needed to be hardened. Uh, the ship got destroyed and a bunch of people started, uh, died. You know, you don't, you don't want that when you start the season in the NFL. It's a very, very similar uh, analogy there. And I think people can, can think of that when they think of uh, the New York Giants. It's, it sounds like, yeah, how, how, how we've gone about things for the last, uh, you know, 10 years or so. Yeah. So, just steer around the squall. You don't need to go into it. No. So you don't need, like dudes that have injuries to be running laps around the field because they're injured as a punishment. That's yeah. You not yeah. play through it. You don't have to play through it. Wait, you, you you're to, saying you have that to play through it in training camp. Really? You, you, you're saying that you, you, you shouldn't drive these guys so hard that they automatically want to retire and never play again. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what you were supposed to do as a head coach. Oh, Oh yeah. Maybe. Wait, you should you run a QB a sneak from your own Ted? <laughs> on, on third down. Never, never. I'm gonna try to mention that every podcast until training camp. You know what? I kind of wish the players against you first. I wish, I wish that that play was called on fourth down. Really up the ante on it. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it up to a whole new level of confidence. You know what? Just punt on first down. I've been saying it. I'm like, why, why bother going through the other plays and the other downs? Just punt. Just punt. Send it back. Yeah. Field position. Yeah, <laughs> play field position against yourself. <laughs> Love that. Can you Colin, def- I know- if oh, you defer the, the coin toss? Can you also uh, defer receiving in the in the, sec- in the second half? Do you have to receive? Like we don't want say- it twice. Yeah. No, I like say- is that a is that a is that a, like a rule? Can you do you have to choose one or the other? Can you just be like, no, I never want the ball. We're kicking. <laughs> we're, kicking. we're kicking again. Yeah. Oh, we we scored a <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. Um. Oh no, that doesn't work. We're gonna kick. And we're not going to score. Oh, you guys scored? We'll kick to you. <laughs> it's over and, and over. Bonus kick. <laughs> wow, you, that kind of just sums up what it's what it felt like to be a Giants fan throughout the entire uh, Dave Gettleman tenure, essentially. I'm starting to slowly... Continually kicking the ball, never I'm, scoring. I'm, I'm starting to, like, glaze over and, like, forget. I mean, I will never forget. Like, you know, hashtag never forget. But... It's starting to get cloudier. <laughs> <laughs> Are you supposed to joke about that? <laughs> what? What? Um, I'll never forget how bad the Giants have been in the last 10 years. Oh. The son of a firefighter, ladies and gentlemen. 
Oh boy! So can I can I just take this this back to the beginning? I, I just want you guys to know the the rhythm guitar player, lead guitar player of H two O. His name is Rusty Pistachio. He sh- it sure is, and that's an amazing name. name. Yeah, and it's Damn. real. That's incredible. That's his actual real that's name. His born name. Rusty Pistachio. Yeah, sounds it's like almost, a porn name or something. It's almost as good as Barkvarius Mingo. Yep. <laughs> Barktavius. Barkvarius. I bark. I think he made bark- the way. Though. Is it Barkvarius? No, that, yeah, Barkvarius Mingo was like the third overall no, pick of the Browns. Not- yes, Dan. I'm, I'm. I'm sure of it. It's not Barktavius. It's Barkvarius. Barkvarius Mingo. I've said it too many times to be wrong. There's no oh, way. you said it so many times it's wrong now. Barkvarius. Barkvarius. What did I? I just. Oh, I said Barkvarius. 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 Yeah. Okay, I'm. I'm super sorry. <laughs> read. Respect on that name. What dude. am I doing? Oh. All right, let's just let's just get into the abortion rights conversation. Um, <laughs> um, Colin, um, I know you wanted to talk about Dave Bellinger more because you you're, have a hard on for tight ends. Oh, oh, Dan Bellinger, yes, uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm done. I I'm just gonna quit. You yeah. go from screwing up one name to instantly screwing up another one, and he's on our team. Listen, if you want to know, if you want to know what the notes I took this week, this is the notes I took this week. Okay? Look, it's Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> his girlfriend, is what I'm looking at right now. Okay? It's inspiration. <laughs> nice new computer, man. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, oh, I, ha- I had the, had the iPad. I got a oh, new. Uh, that's your information station. I got a new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just what I look to. Oh, I'm crying. But yeah, I'm crying. I'm crying right now. So, uh, um, tell me about. Tell me about. Dave uh, Brown. Derek, Derek, Derek Barius Bellinger. <laughs> Derek um, so, yeah, I thought it was really interesting. It, it's an invite only, apparently, situation to Tight End U, which is the second year uh, in existence. It was started by um, um, uh, George Kittle, uh, Greg Olson, and I'm forgetting the other guy, I assume. Oh, Travis Kelsey, of course. Um, Was that where we're seeing um, seeing Josh Allen throwing Kittle passes? Uh, if possible, right? I don't know what quarterbacks were invited. Uh, I did see today that uh, Dallas Clark was there, which was interesting to see him because boy, did he get old! You know when you don't see football players for a while if they re- they uh, retire and then you see him again, you're like, yeah. oh man, I forgot aging happens in human beings because that guy looks very old. old while he's playing too. Though. I know. Uh, and he was always smaller than everybody else. But anyway, um, I thought it was cool that uh, Daniel Bellinger got the invite to go. And I think it only helps a rookie, especially. Um, I mean, what better kind of uh, – they're calling it a tight end conference, basically. Uh, it's a week, <laughs> I believe. Uh, and it's it's just like all about the the art of, you know, the modern tight end. And I saw a clip today of, of Kittle, uh, just something simple, just talking about getting out of your – your breaks off the line and like what's better about footing and, and like stuff that tight ends back in the day didn't really end up paying attention to because they were just dependent on more as a, as an extra blocker more than anything else. But now these guys are so fast. They're so big and strong that they just, they're another receiver out there and they have to play like it. So since this guy is seemingly slotted in as our number one tight end, why can't, why 
why not get him a little more uh, tutelage? And apparently uh, both him and George Kittle share the same agent. And that's how he got reached out to George uh, reached out to him directly. and was just like, why don't you come down? I, I you know, love that. Was Kittle cool. was a rate, late round pick too. You know, there was exactly. Absolutely. Sure they have a lot of, a lot of conversations that, uh, you know, you can pick his brain and just kind of feel like, how do you get navigate your first year in the NFL and, and how do you get better? And, I would just love to get a hit on like a late round pick, like ever, which seems to just be such a far off thing for this team for so many years. I know that would just make me feel really good. Like, you know, you look at other teams, like I remember when the Colts drafted Darius Leonard, I think in the fifth round and then, you know, his first or second year, he was, you know, top three at his position already. And I was like, how do you get lucky like that? And then, you know, we're drafting Clint symptom in the second round and whoever else, uh, David, you know, Rocky. Second round. Was he? Was he second? Yeah. yeah. Who was it? Darius Leonard was second. That makes second? sense. Excuse me. Either way. Yeah, but he was good, still good super good value there. That was a really yeah. good value pick. Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dan, I want to ask you a, a question specifically. How many uh, yards from scrimmage are Saquon's abs going to get this year? Oh, yeah. That's important. Um, did you see that picture of him, like, you know, training with, uh, with Gettleman as GM or, or with uh, – uh, Jason Garrett as head coach versus uh, Dable as coach. And they just put the picture in with the shirt popped off for, uh, for no, Dable. Uh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, looks, his his yeah. abs, abs add at least like seven yards for the season. I think he, seven, he did, yeah. he did slim yeah. down though. I think it's fairly obvious. He is a smaller dude than he was. He looks good though. I mean, obviously um, he's yeah. looks what, what looks to be peak physical condition from, he, from a, per, from, you know, from an outsider's perspective, at least. I yeah. think that they literally told him that he could he could slim down to the point where he's not going to be running right up the middle every single play. So, you know, get quick on the outside, I guess. I mean, the wide receiver stuff that you put him in, in the slot, whatever. I mean, that's only going to help. I, hey, we will be the first people to hate on him if he sucks, and we'll be the first people to be really pumped if he ends up making this team win some games. Oh, Dan's going to hate it anyway. Great. We're going to hate it, but – I. Hey, you know. if we win games yeah. and we don't win games and he's helping, I'm I'm here for it. Why I not? get sure. that. What I what I don't want is for the Giants to overpay him at the end of, of the course. season. That's what I'm not looking forward to. If if yeah. he has an amazing season, that's awesome. And but I'm super happy him. for him. You know, yeah. You, you have him under contract. Do you have him under contract one year? Or is this his fifth year? This is his fifth year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, DJ and Lawrence are in their fourth year, so they have their fifth year option next year. Yeah. Uh, and Lawrence, at least Jones obviously wasn't picked up, but all right. So this is last year's contract year. I mean, yeah, some team is going to overpay for him and it's not going to hopefully be the giants, but we should probably hold off on uh, this whole conversation. until we do the running back preview because sure. we're going to hit wide receivers this week. I guess the only other NFL question I wanted to ask you that made me kind of shrug for a second was uh, this whole Brown situation. So Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended for what looks like a year. And then now they have saying Jacoby Brissett is going to be the starter. What Dan, I know you're a big Baker guy. What's the thought here of Baker? Because I thought they were going to stick with Baker and not trade him because they knew Watson was going to get suspended. So that being the case, is Baker going to get traded or cut? Or is he going to be on the bench? Like, what do you what do you envision this for this yeah, perennially I, I, terrible football team? <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine Baker would uh, get shopped around when things get shuffled up uh, closer to the season. I uh, still think he's, you know, fringe starting quarterback in the league. Um, 
I think. Would, would you rather have him? Oh, wait, hang on. Go finish your thought. I was gonna say, I think there's <laughs> definitely an argument that Jacoby Brissett might be better. Uh, he's produced in his backup role every time for oh. for both the Colts and the Dolphins. Uh, you know, he's not great, but he's he's not. You know, he's somewhere in the bottom middle. Yeah, <laughs> I would say he's like he's like a top forty quarterback in the NFL. You could say. Well, I would like say he's top thirty-two. Okay. You know, okay. at least. Um, yeah. But. Uh, I think I think the relationship with Baker and the Browns is just beyond repair, and I don't I can't see a situation where they put him on the field. I feel like it's a thing where they'd get like, you know, Jake Frome to start over Baker just because. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and and there's no market to get rid of him right now. What's the deal? Like, why aren't they moving him if there's a strained relationship to the point of no return? To where is I think is yeah. the real question. There's basically two teams. There's going to be an injury. At some point, a yeah. quarterback, they're going to need a backup. Yeah. Um, and some team will pay or give something up, draft equity or something for him. True. Right now, I think people think they're set and they're ready to roll, but um, I think he's too good and the, the Browns are too aware of you know cap and draftonomics to not move him. And mm-hmm. realistic question, and I know this has been thrown around a little bit since this all happened, and some people said Seattle and just because, because of the whole – uh, but like, what's a real team that would make sense for him to go to? Carolina is the only team because I think Seattle is is trying to tank this year to get mm. Russell's replacement. I think Carolina, and I think they tried to do a trade and it didn't work out because I believe Carolina was trying to get the Browns to eat some of the the guaranteed money and they wouldn't do it, and that's why the trade didn't happen. But I, I don't know, Dan. Can you think of any other team that really this makes sense to? Um. I don't know. I could see like a smart team maybe doing it. Like like who is uh, uh, Matt Ryan's backup in, in for Colts. Uh, for the Colts? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no idea. I'll, I'll take a look. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, just like I guess that's like swapping Jacoby Brissett almost for Baker. Um, I could even see him going. I mean, bear with me here. To well, Chicago. no, I guess not. <laughs> You're going to say Chicago? No, Nick, Fol- no. Nick Foles is the backup there, so they're oh. probably good yeah. on that. I, I was what actually... about Atlanta? I mean, Atlanta it could be mm. another one, but they're probably sick of Merida and then you know go on to uh, Desmond at some point, you'd imagine, this year. Well, yeah, that's why I was going to say the Titans, but then they have what's-his-name there. so They, they just got, uh, yeah, yeah uh, Chid Liberty, Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, yeah, Carolina does make sense because I think uh, – what's his name? The coach, I feel like he'd be a guy that would just, like, be enamored with Baker regardless and just, Matt like, try cool. to – try to like. Baker should, yeah. go to, should go to the Raiders and back up David Carr. I can yeah. see that. They have similar similar skill set. I think, I think that energy would be good. The question I wanted to ask you before is would you – because the Niners are presumably shopping Jimmy G as well. Would you rather have Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield? Jimmy G. I mean Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. I, I, I'm I'm in ag- I'm in agreement with Jimmy you. Jimmy G is trash. I'm done. I yeah, think uh... Baker Mayfield still might have like something he hasn't showed us yet. And I think yeah. we've seen everything for Jimmy just G. Just sheer can do. revenge factor for Baker. Yeah. Who would you rather have date your daughter? Baker Mayfield yeah. or Jimmy G? Uh, Jimmy Baker. G. Jimmy G. Nah. Oh, I mean, Jimmy oh, G's I'm sorry. More handsome, I, I, but Baker I, I seems nice like Italian a... boys. Uh, what can I say? I, I've, I've seen Jimmy like G nice on a date with a porn star. So mm. Baker, Baker's a a nice chubby little little lad. southern boy. Yeah, um, yeah, chubby little lad. Chubby little lad. <laughs> He's gonna have mad respect for you as 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 the father too. 
Jimmy G's yeah. gonna like hit on your wife. <laughs> okay. It's true. You can ask him. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy G's I, gonna cock me, is what you're saying. Yeah. And plus he's trash from, from, from the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. He'll you probably know, kiss your son on the mouth because he hung out with Tom Brady for a while. Oh, too. good point. Oh, good point. Uh, no, okay, that's that's out of the question. But I was gonna say my wife is a wonderful lady and maybe deserves um more attractive and nicer than I am. Did, did, Not uh, nicer, just him. Do, do you think Tom? No, I can't say this. Never mind. Oh, no, go just do it. It's the off season. Oh, what okay. are they gonna do? do you, what are they gonna do? do? You, do you think? Oh no, I can't. I can't. I, I will not. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Give us a euphemism. There's there's a way to phrase this where it's not so bad. I'm sure. Um, a euphemism for this? Uh, no, no, there isn't, and I won't. Sounds like this is this is this is something we should stay away from at this point. Yeah. I All think. right. Yeah. Well, I think if we if, if I go go to you three times and you said no, it's probably time to move on. I, I was um, trying to figure out a way to make it funny, but it's like I don't think it's funny anymore because we're talking about it too much. It's cringe, you. as they say, right? Yeah. Mm, exactly. Whatever the, the, those those kids say these days. Yeah. Uh, by the way, can I ask you a question? You ever see these memes where it's like some dude with like the curly haircut and it's like yeah, bussin for real? What is that? What does that mean? What? Like, what does bussin. that mean? What do you it's mean? Like bussin, FR. I mean, it's like it's supposed to be like a Gen Z meme where like you talk. It's like I employ some Gen Z people and nobody talks like that. They're just like they, they have like a they have the curly top hair with the undercut shaved and like glasses and it's like bussin FR for real. It's just like text talk and I don't wow. know this anymore. So. We're, this is uh, like yeah. one of the first times I've really felt my age in a long like, time. Like, like, like people that say like cap, no cap, mid. Yes. Yeah, what? Well, yes, exactly that's another that. one. That, that's another one. What is that? That that's just like I don't I know. Had to, I had all to the look stuff at, we used to say. Cap, look up what cap and no cap meant. It's like cool or not cool, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh uh, I, I also don't like bet. Yeah, bet's annoying. That's bet. my my new pet peeve. I yeah. hate it. What like what what in what context? It's so like, like so you, hey yeah, you want to go to the bar and you're like bet. yeah you're like bet and you just keep rolling out with the conversation. Okay, bet. It's like okay, we're gonna like, agree. Yeah, sucks. What do you think was the dumbest thing we said when we were when, our, younger? What was the, uh, I mean, other was gay. other than clearly like yeah, yeah. Other yeah. Than all the like homophobic stuff that was yeah. like accepted back then, but not that uh, we ever said any of that because uh, uh, don't check my Twitter. Um, what's good no that's so cool what what up doe what up doe that was just like a joke that one kid what had you know what's the good? ill blazons was pretty the bad goods doe the ill blazons was i don't know bad, man we were uh... really cool dude we were really cool yeah mm. that's true dope we said stuff was dope i still do um do you ever say fly? word no don't ever say that word, word? Oh, yeah. i still say word i mean that's my word is what you say and i like truth true true sure I say, that's I say I feel word. you a lot. All right. I say I say no doubt a lot. Maybe yeah. that's lame. I say no doubt all the time still. All yeah. right. What we need to do is like make new slang for like middle-aged fathers. Or not middle-aged, but like, you know, 35-year-old fathers. We need a whole that's new cool, slang like for that, our... Like that yeah. other people think is yep. cool or yeah. just that we yep. think is cool? No, that like is, is ubiquitous among, amongst men and women in our age group. So, oh, but the youth, the youths won't want to say it. No, no, no. They don't want anything to do with it. But it's ah! a new slang. It's new. It's new to us. It's new to the or, world. Or what if we reverse psychology them and they we make the the youngers think it's cool, but it's not cool. 
So incept them to say even dumber things. Yeah. This is way above. I think that'll be cool. I think that'll be cool. I think that's cool. And they're just going to be saying dumber things and Uh we're going to make them dumber. Yeah. (laughs) I did read that, uh, you know, the younger generation is not having sex as much. They're not drinking as much. They're not smoking as much. So thank God this Supreme Court abortion ruling comes at the right time for the right generation. Okay, guys, do you want to get into the wide receiver group here? All right. Um, That brings me to (laughs) Kadarius Tony. A man with a very cold head who knows how to wrap it up. Um, <laughs> and that's the pod. We'll see you guys next week. I like don't even know what to do anymore with this pod. <laughs> just, like, just talking nonsense. All right. Uh, I feel like, you know, I have to be unsheathed a little bit because there's not, you have to have more fun now <laughs> to be able to say things. Do uh, you have to say unsheathed? <laughs> didn't have to use that word but you know, here. what is happening oh my god all right um i don't know colin we're just having a good time yeah, that's I all know. i ever wanted to do uh-huh hockey fans the pursuit of the stanley cup is on and DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, Kenny Galladay. I mean, Ooh, is I that have a like different we're, we're, podcast? What oh. is it? We should do a. If you had to make an NFL team composed of players from a certain state, what states would they be? Not based on how good the football is, but based on attitude of people from that those states. Well, I mean, could get interesting. By the way, I like that. Let's yeah. let's throw that. Let's throw that in the yeah. uh, in in the, in the work folder. We'll get yeah. we'll get right to work on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't right. know if, you, if if our listeners know, but you know, every Monday morning, we're all hard at work on this podcast. <laughs> work day and night, day and night, baby. All right, wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Um, so in my opinion, here, there's obviously like four dudes that are going to make this team. So let's hit those four guys and then kind of talk about the other spots. Do you guys want to start with you know presumably number one wide receiver Kelly K- Kelly G- Kenny Galladay? <laughs> Kenny G. Uh, that Nefaka is hitting fast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was a good wide receiver when he was on Detroit. And that's about everything we know. Yeah, I mean, in He's my tall. What I, what I, what in my notes I wrote down, like, how are you going to evaluate him last year? Because either he was hurt, not utilized, or gave up. How, so, how many targets did he average per game? Do we know? Uh, his best catch was 33-yard ca- mini post from Jake Fromm. Was his best catch yeah. all year. And he's also targeted like three times a game, which is insane. 
Well, um, I mean, I, like, I kind of, I kind of see why that happened, just because you know they weren't letting Jones do his thing because they were trying to keep it conservative. So why, like, but why didn't Dave Gettleman speak? Speak, yeah. Why didn't Gettleman speak to the coaching staff and see what their plan was before he went out and spent? you know, the largest wide receiver contract of that. Because it was Dave Gettleman's job is to get the best football players in the house, regardless of scheme fit or if they made any sense for the coach's vision. It was just, you know, it's it's crazy. (laughs) If you were never going to use him as the only thing he can do is catch contested balls. He's a big dude. He's faster than the outside. They didn't ever use him. It's crazy. The coach, like Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman, how many times have they had a conversation together? Do you think, hired do you think never, Dave Gettleman spoke? watched film of Kenny Galladay, or he's just like, who's who's everyone saying is like the best wide receiver available? I need You're to probably get right. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. Well, he was just that, the most expensive guy out there. So yeah. let's get sign him. Yeah. How many pages into that uh, um, insanely large binder that he had do you think he had uh, Kenny Galladay? I'm not sure that he can read. He's like one of those those guys that are at Trump rallies that's like read the transcript and uh, they're like, have you read the transcript? And they're like, oh, I don't need to. Other people have. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's mm-hmm. a good point. That's I didn't, he, didn't, he doesn't need to gather his own information. He gathers it from a second Every, source. Yeah. And just Everyone's already done it immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do your own research, but I don't need to. <laughs> I was Everything is fine. Day. Everything is fine. Nothing else. Nothing, the only thing to care about is Giants and the, the, the end of June right now. That's the only thing we, we're worried about here. I'm just gearing up for, you know, training camp. But yeah, you guys are going to come over to my place and, and basically live here for the, the month of August. And we're going to go every every training camp. Actress. I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going to take off the rest of the days that I have this year just so we can go to the training camp. Yeah, I'll take a whole week off. I don't give a give yeah. a proverbial shit about that. You no, know? but we do have to figure Torm out. Torm can get us in, I good. think. Torm. Yeah, Torm could. Torm still uh, employed by the organization? No, but he can get us in. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy. He's the guy. Um, if, if I want to say one more thing about Galladay, I you know you just have to imagine that he'll have a better year than 500 yards and no touchdowns. You have to imagine. I don't necessarily think he might have you know his 2019 year with uh, what was it 1200 yards, 11 touchdowns. Maybe he that was his peak. He won't reach that again. But you have to imagine that Dable and Kafka have a better plan for him than than Garrett Judge did at the time. So um, while I don't expect him to maybe blow up and be a thousand yard receiver, I could see it close to that. And I could at least see him catching, you know, half a dozen touchdowns yeah. if they're going to utilize him correctly, because that's really where you're going to make, he's going to earn his money is catching ball in the end zone. You, you got to believe he'll be in a position to do better than he did last year. Yeah. Well, I think that the sole fact that like all of us, we've been lulled to sleep by Gettleman and, and Garrett and, and his lack of usage with Galladay to the point where it's almost like we keep forgetting the guy exists. And I hope yeah. the rest of the league kind of does too. Because from what I, I, I read on this, uh, um, this Giants article, Giants.com article about the, you know, the pre-snap motion, it's insane. Um, Sterling Shepard's talking about like it's just so wildly different than it's been in the past that I feel like inevitably – because of this guys are going to be getting open that you would never expect to get open just because I think it's going to be one of those spreading it around kind of offenses. So I don't know if it's going to be one guy in particular, but because of that, I think you'll get someone like Galladay who's, who's open maybe on the third look, even though he should be the number one guy, you know? So I I don't know. I, I want to start seeing this. I mean, I know we have to wait for training camp and all that. And even then we probably won't see a lot of it, but, I am. I'm just like I'm dying to see some of this innovative yeah. stuff. 
Yo, I'm with you, man. Like, unlike the Supreme Court of the United States, I'm ready to see this spread. Like, real bad. Um, <laughs> but if you want to talk about Shepard, <laughs> I was like, had that in my mind for five seconds. I had to get it out. Um, oh, anyway, do it. so um, Sterling Shepard is another person, obviously, going to start here. Um, took the pay cut, you know, longest tenure giant. I think one of the guy, only guys on the team that you might say is like, you know, a true giant. Yeah. There's not many of those on the team right now or you know, in, in, in the past few years, I would say either, but he's restructured. He's back. I'm happy. He's back. That being said, his injuries are rough the past yeah. few years. He's really only played in two full seasons, his whole career last being in 2018. If you look at his numbers throughout his career, I mean, he, he had a 900 yard season one time. He had an eight TDs his rookie year, but not more than four after that. So, I mean, his numbers are not great, but I think he was never expected to be like a thousand yard receiver, more of just a slot guy. But, you know, he's going to probably be on the Y. Um, do you, like, really see him? What do you see his skill set as now? To me, it's a possession receiver who's going to bail you out in third down. Yeah. Do you guys think he has the ability to bounce back and maybe have, like, a, a really good season, like his rookie year, or, you know, be able to haul in enough catches to reach, you know, maybe approaching 1,000 yards? He, he easily could just be that Steve Smith 2.0 guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's never going to burn you. He's never going to be getting those deep balls for any reason. But, yes, on that third down that you need, he's Supreme gonna... Court would love that. Yep. <laughs> All right, that's my last one. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be one of those kind of things. He might disappear in games and then all of a sudden get that big third down catch. You know? Which yeah. is fine. I mean, it, 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 he, he's obviously a team guy. He took the, the friendly deal. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it will have to depend on, you know, what happens with Wandell Robinson and if he emerges and, and starts taking a lot of the slot stuff as envisioned. Um, otherwise, if you look at Dable's offense in, in Buffalo, um, Cole Beasley was scoring like 10 touchdowns a season and, and racking up 90 plus yards a game. What do you think he th- thought about the uh, the news of this week? <laughs> saw it on my face. <laughs> That's why I had to say it. Well, um, you know, his body, his choice, right? Yeah. Oh. He used to like, he used to love to say that one. Yep. Well. So obviously he agrees with the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Shep, you know, I'm happy he's back, uh, as I said before, but um, I hope he can stay healthy. And uh, I really only see him kind of, well, the, the one thing I will mention is that when he was in the field last year, I did feel like him and Daniel Jones like do have a connection with each other. So I do think it was important that he came back um, just because he seemed like to be Jones's security blanket, you know, beyond the check down, um, at least beyond, behind the line of scrimmage. Like he was giving Shepard balls beyond the line of scrimmage as a, as sort of a security blanket, as I said before, to maybe convert those third downs or get those tough yards when they needed them. So they report together makes me happy. He's back. Um, but I don't see him, you know, making a giant impact, but do, but having moments where you're happy he's there. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm. Um, let's go talk about the man, young Joker, Kadarius, Tony head. So cold. Um, <laughs> head. So cold. I like head. So cold. Yeah. <laughs> so the, cold. Yeah. I, I don't know with, with him. It's just, to me, it's like one of two things will happen. He's either going to have, a phenomenal year and just make these amazing plays that you're going to, you know, be reminiscent of, of an Odell Beckham on this team when he was younger, 
or he's going to wash out and be done at the end of the year. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what, do you, what what's your prediction? Well, I mean, let's start with the injury issues. He's never not injured, so that doesn't help his cause. I mean, he, he I don't know what the statistics were. I think he went every 15 snaps and he was injured, so I, I don't know. I, I, I can't even, like, speculate unless he shows that he can be a little bit durable. Um, maybe they'll help by putting him in positions where he won't be dependent on as, you know, the guy. And maybe that'll help him a little bit, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'd love to see him rip it up. I mean, you saw what he could do. Some of those jukes are just insane. Getting people out of their boots. It was, it was crazy and awesome to see. And especially with someone like, like Wandell to kind of take, you know, some attention away. Maybe that can give him the opportunity to not be uh, double covered. So, yeah. I'm definitely, you know, the number one thing I'm most excited for this season is seeing Kadarius Tony. Um, not because he just reminds me so much of myself as an athlete, but just because <laughs> of the glimpses of, of what we had last year. Um, obviously, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm a little suspect and not to like reflect on his character at all, but he might, I got a feeling he might have leaned into some of the injuries last year a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not really too excited to get on the field uh, with, with the current state of affairs, yeah. which isn't great. But um, he seems like someone that might be fairly impressionable um, as a total wild card of a character. And, and if things are going well and, and the offense is looking f- like fun, I think he would get in the mix and just sort of exponentially grow. So that's my hope. Um, yeah, most fun part of the offense or the entire team, in my opinion. So just trying to think positively because that's going to be really fun once he's out in the field. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see more of the 100 100- 90 yards he had versus the Cowboys and not more of the punches he was throwing to get kicked out of that game. I forgot about that. That was sort of awesome, though. That was sort yeah. of awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's against the Cowboys, but, it, you know. You, In a season, they'll act any sort of passion or, like, anything. Yeah. is like at least someone is, like, alive on this team. You know, but at this, in the same token, what if, you know, you're in a position where you can win a game and then you, you make a bonehead mm-hmm. move like that? You know, I, I understand he's young and people do question whether he cares about football or whatnot. I mean, I, I would be remiss if I didn't necessarily agree with, with some of the worries people have about his character. Um, I don't want to jump on anybody. It's a second year. Um, he's a young guy. Maybe, you know, he has better coaching around him. Maybe they put better people around him. I hope he matures and, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Dan. I think it's the most exciting thing to watch next year other than, you know, what Daniel Jones does, which, you know, maybe won't be that exciting. I'm still sort of surprised. I know this is totally just irrelevant, but like I I was certain that the guy was going to change his number from 89. Certain of it. And it never ended up happening. Like he made references to it. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But early on in training camp, when he was given the number, like someone said in in an Instagram post, like he he posted a picture of the team did. And like someone was just like, there's no way that this guy is keeping 89. Watch him change his number. And he like commented back. He replied. He was like, you're smart. Which would allude to him wanting to change it. Like he hated the number. It's like this big. Uh, it was, was opposite day for him. It was opposite day. That's I mean. He's maybe, doing a thing. Oh, oh he, he took the head, the head thing off. And he was like, he wasn't know. wearing, he wasn't, he wasn't wearing his head condom. Yeah. Day. He was, he was out, out of sorts. I so. like him at 89. I, I like the Me old too. school wide out numbers. I Me think too. it's, I think it's, I think it's classic. Especially because he's a smaller dude. Yes. Agreed. With such a high number. I always love that aspect yeah. of things. 
Uh-huh. Um, same, uh, same thing with Wandell at, at 17, speaking of which. is that Yeah, let's jump into thinking? Wandell. Um, 17, yeah. I mean, well, is that, is that an homage to Plaxico, or is that, was that his number in college? No, he was, uh, no. He was number one at Nebraska. and Was he number one at, at Kentucky as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That'd be tight if that was well, what he was wearing on the Giants. I mean, you picked uh, – you yeah, picked the, the number, yeah. the best wide receiver in recent memory on the team. Or I won't yeah. say recent memory, but maybe a little beyond that. But, I mean, what can we say about Wandel that we haven't said already, really? I, I think as much as you saw uh, Kadarius used in a lot of, a lot of uh, different ways, I feel like you're going to see it even more with him. And I think that will let someone like Tony just play his game and then use this guy as the Swiss Army knife. I mean, I, I agree. I, I think that Wandale is they're, – they're similar players. I think I think they might – you know, it's a good point that you made, Colin. Wandale is probably a little more of a, a savvy kind of football player, maybe a little more of a football IQ kind of guy. Yeah. While Tony might be a little more physically gifted, um, giving Wandale kind of those roles to move around and just let Tony kind of excel what he excels at, I think that's a good plan. You know, whether or not they're going to do anything like that, I don't know. But it's, it, it's an interesting dynamic to have – Robinson and Tony on this team together mm-hmm. because they're going if, to, if, if they're utilized correctly and they both progress, you know, as their draft predigree would indicate, it's really going to cause headaches for, for uh, defensive coordinators in the NFL. Yeah. Absolutely. They should let Kadarius Tony be like the Troy Palomalu of, of wide receivers and just not have any responsibilities in any given play and just, just do whatever out there and <laughs> get open. <sighs> And and all right, here here's an idea. Uh, Daniel Jones has uh, a microphone in his helmet that he can talk directly to Kadarius. And I don't think that would help. I mean, <laughs> they would have to change the rules for him, basically. Uh, it's just like a laser pointer, and just like yeah, go there, go there, <laughs> yeah. run, run right there. <laughs> uh, um, uh, you know, I, I, one of, actually the next guy I want to talk about, I think, is you know probably the most interesting person to talk about which is Darius Slayton mm. um basically a guy who you know fifth round pick came out his rookie year what do you have you know 750 yards eight touchdowns people had a like a lot of you know confidence in this guy moving forward into his career and he hasn't really panned out you know the way we expected especially with the drops yeah. you know he was sort of expected to be you know the number two receiver after Sterling went down next year he didn't really have a good outing um now you're basically at a place where you might be the fifth wide receiver on this roster um do you guys see him making the team with you know a two and a half million dollar salary cap hit with his skill set with you know some other younger guys you know chomping at the bit behind him yes and only because we've been so riddled with injuries at the wide receiver position the last couple of years that i would say they would just stick around maybe they try to work out some sort of deal where they buy him down um given what he's been not able to produce uh, given his contract. Uh, I don't know if he's happy or if he's unhappy. They may have told him like, Hey, listen, hold, you know, your future is wide open here. If, if you step up this year and you have a great training camp, it, you can be in the running for the top three um, wide receivers there. I'm sure that's what they're telling him, whether he goes ahead and does it, who knows? I don't think they get rid of him this year just for the sole fact that depth is so important. Uh, yeah, for Slayton, um, I don't know. I, 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 I would hope that he is sort of the number one backup to both 
Galladay or Tony. Um, I could see them getting rid of him as well for for the, the minor cap improvement. And he yeah. seems like a, a guy that would go like directly to like the Patriots or something like that, and just be like another body. Mm. I don't know that he has anything that <clears throat> this regime values, which brings me to like the the other guy in the depth chart. He's fast, Richie, Richie James, but. They're just acquiring the fastest, most like electric sort of players as they can. Um, Slayton's, we sort of know what he is at this point, right? Like, yeah. um, love the guy. I feel like he loves being on the Giants. Um, very positive. As I was sending like the tweets out when people are either like brought on or, or drafted and mm-hmm. saying like, get ready to rock. Um, but I think, unfortunately, probably be a cap casualty. Yeah, it, it's so it's weird because it can easily go either way. Yeah, I mean, it depends on, on how they feel about the cap, and I think that's the only way he doesn't make the team. I mean, in my mind, if, if they needed that money, they would have gotten it already, and they would have cut him. Um, I think he's made it far enough that he's going to get to compete in training camp, and I ultimately I do think he will make the team because the guys, you know, the other players on the roster, while there are some intriguing prospects there, um, I don't think any of them are necessarily a better pure wide receiver as he is. Um, not to mention the experience that's valuable. True. I mean, obviously the, the 16%, you know, rate of, of dropped catches on catchable passes last season is a big deal for him. If he can clean it up and, 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 you know, learn how to hold the ball in a little better, especially on those deep routes where I think there were so many times, you know, in his career where he was open deep and he dropped the ball and it really, you know, hurt me inside. <laughs> and, and there were times when, you know, I, I, I was cursing Darius Slayton's name, but I think it's like a fifth option you're in a good spot yeah. with your wide receiver core. If he's your fifth option, it's a very good in point. my mind. Yeah. And and the way that this NFL is today is you need every single one of those guys, um, which kind of leads to, to the, a little bit more of the depth and what you're seeing from uh, at least some of the brief performances uh, from the low level guys, like the, uh, the David Sills and um, uh, what is this? Uh, Travis uh, toy or toy <laughs> you know. Yeah. He's, um, he, I, I like, I like Toivana just because he, he, you know, six four two twelve, yeah. like he's a big man. Also, uh, you know, never played an NFL game, so that that's another thing. But well, do you want to touch on someone too with a, a little uh, a pedigree? Um, I don't know if we've talked about him before. Austin Prohl, father, father Ricky Prohl, Ricky Prohl, yeah, seventeen NFL seasons, I believe, and we it's don't a long, even... long career for the wide receiver in the NFL, especially back then. And I, I hope we never speak of uh, CJ Board again. So I don't, I don't really. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you want to know another good stat about Austin Prawl was that he w- caught the first TD pass in the new XFL. Huh. The Seattle Kraken? Seahawks? I don't know. Whatever it was. Yeah, the hockey no, the team. Kraken is the uh, hockey team. Yeah. yeah, he <laughs> caught, yeah. Whatever it is. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I could see I could see Prawl making the squad just being on the Bills, but the special problem teams. with him is special teams. Yeah, I mean, he's a slot receiver. There's a lot of slot receivers on this team. Yes. But like David think, Sills, I like better. He was always like flashing like moments yeah. in preseason that were cool and like gave me like Victor Cruz vibes like occasionally, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, if we keep uh, more wide receivers on the roster than you'd expect, it's because those bottom feeders of sorts. Uh, yeah, the special teams uh, heavy. That's that's where they're going to be playing, and that's like the. Austin Proles and the Alex Bachmans, if he even makes it. He's also someone who's flashed in camp, too. Which is, these are all good problems to have. Anybody who is able to do something that is an undrafted free agent or, or whatever, great. 
throw them in there for camp. If they're camp bodies, wonderful. If they if someone sticks, a la Victor Cruz, wonderful. Before I before I give my prediction about who who stays, I want to ask you what your opinion on Colin with two L's Johnson is. Mm. Oh, he's one of those two other L's ones. or one. Which is. which is the definitive spelling of Colin? Oh, the one L, of course. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, the Colin with two L's is the Americanized version of it, uh, which is incorrect. But uh, that so wait, guy... are you are you six six two twenty then? No, but that guy is a hmm. large man that's done nothing. He, has he been? He's been like on our practice squad for like the last couple of seasons, hasn't he? Uh, the Bachman, I think, is the one you're thinking of. Yeah. Um, uh, Johnson was drafted by the Jags in the fifth round last year. Oh, okay. All Almost right. 40 yeah, yards, two touchdowns. Bachman. Had some flashes. Yeah. I mean, his yeah. dad played 20 years in the NFL. Mm. I think I think he has a shot to either land on the practice squad or land in the practice squad, be my guess. Yeah. But I mean, if you really look at it, you're going to think Richie James makes his team as a kick returner, right? As a, as a wide receiver. I mean, that position. was the main reason we picked him up. Uh, 100%. He also has wildcat experience. Ah, so the, yeah, but Tony's going to be your wildcat guy, man. Come on, more wildcat the better. Wildcat. Double, double, double wildcat. wildcat, triple. Yeah, just Wild anyone nail. can throw. No one knows. I think wing T wildcat, wing T wildcat. Let's start a band right now. <laughs> That'd be a sick band. Yeah, it really would. But yeah, First I mean, t- I could see, I could see either Johnson, Sills, or perhaps. Foster making this roster. Everyone else, I think, is gone or practice squad behind the top four, Slayton and James. Yeah. CJ Board, I'm with you. I think he's done. Bachman, I think, has been on the practice squad too long. He's 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to inject youth into your practice squad. You don't want to keep signing the same dude over and over and over again to your practice squad. You've seen yeah. what he can do. You know, get somebody you you don't know what they can do fully yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's very early uh, to even have an idea there. I think it'll be very interesting to see what training camp provides for us. I mean, yeah, wideout always seems to be a very loaded position on a team before the season starts. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see this group even get mixed up a little more than it is now. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of guys on the roster, but I could, I could totally see, you know, a couple dudes getting cut before training camp and some other guys getting signed or people getting cut early in training camp and bringing in some new, uh, you know, faces into the group um but obviously i think we have you know at least five to six guys that we think will definitely make the roster yeah as far as we know anything else tonight guys yeah i think that covers it all right well thanks thanks everybody for listening um don't forget to follow big blue united on facebook twitter instagram bbu pod boys the z on twitter follow at the pigskin pot network at the pigskin pot net download the DraftKings app use promo code tppn don't forget to get that bottle of Neff Vodka. And uh, also don't forget to support women's, women's rights. Thanks for listening tonight. Peace.